How y'all doing, everybody? Another good day, a great day to get real with your guy, Ronald E. Smith. And my guest today, my special guest, is a person way, and I mean way far from where I am right now. But even though we're light years apart, she has done so much for herself at such a young age. <laughs> my guest today is voice actor extraordinaire, Vanelle Velasquez. How are you doing? Hi. I'm doing pretty good. Sorry, it's I'm kind so... of awkward. <laughs> it's like you press okay. the cord okay. and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, oh, oh no. It's all good. No worries about it. And it, as y'all know, on my podcast, Getting Real, we love to speak with content creators, voiceover artists, and anyone in their, in their field and just to sit down with them and just hear their story on what they've done in their lives, their careers, and where they hope to be down the road. And that's why I'm so happy to be sitting down here with Vanelle because she has done so much as a voice actor. And I'm telling you guys, if I could just list off everything that she's done so far, you'd be surprised to find out she's only 21 years old. I mean, that is amazing. <laughs> I just think it's crazy. Like I don't re I don't even like realize how much like things I've done until people like tell me about it. Like I mean, in my head, I feel like I haven't done enough. Weird. We always we, we all feel that way, you know, like even yeah. the accomplishments that we make, like you're like, oh like mm -hmm. I, I there's so much I still wanna do. I feel like there's more I, I can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. but the inspiration always comes from somewhere. So let's just let's just get that ball rolling with that, you know? So just tell us straight up, like, where, where did this idea for you to be a voice actor come from? I can't... Oh, oh I actually can. Never mind. I was going to say I can't pinpoint the exact time, but I can. <laughs> I, was in, <laughs> I was in, like, the fourth grade. It was the summer after the fourth grade. And I was bored on the internet, and I was on YouTube, and like we I found do. these, like, fan-made, yeah, I found these, like, fan-made um, audio, like, series. This person was, like, making a fan-made audio series for Final Fantasy VII. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that they could, you know, uh, do these cool things where they voice characters and put it on YouTube. And that was... Um, that was actually actually like my very very first attempted at voice acting. I tried to audition for it, but I was only like 11 years old, and so I sounded like a baby. And I was recording off of my laptop mic with like the electric fan, oh man, blaring in the freaking background because I didn't know anything. <laughs> and yeah, that was how it started. Yeah, and I just from there, I just I I improved little by little through the years. I continued making like fan-made voice acting stuff like fan dubs comic dubs all that stuff i mostly did it just like by myself like what i love to do was because i'm i'm such an introvert i like you i just both. like to do everything by myself like i like it's like i'm i don't know how to like work with other people and they make me they like intimidate me i'm <laughs> always more comfortable working by myself you want to get the so job done yourself yeah, but it's not it's not that I think no one else can do it better than me. It's just that when there are other people, I just I get so like shy and closed off and I get worried that I'm not going to perform good enough for them. Has has that always been for you growing up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have like I kind of have stage fright. Um the you reason that fright? I Yeah. Like I remember when I was a kid, I used to say I wanted to be like a TV actress. Then I realized I get so shy, like when people are like watching me. So that that's kind of how like voice acting became this like like magic thing for me. That that's like, oh, I can act, and they don't have to look at me. <laughs> Great, it's like perfect. No one told me that was a thing. <laughs> but, yeah. but now, see, yourself growing up though, can you say that the kind of the idea came when you were eleven years old? But and you said it was Final Fantasy. But there's always, you know, these shows that we've watched growing up as kids, you know, whether it be cartoons and animes that really like 
bring us in, you know, like, so were, were there any shows that really caught your eye about that, about the world? I'm not sure that when I was watching them as a kid, I immediately thought, oh, voice acting, I want to do that someday. Of it course. was, but there are like cartoons that I used to watch back then that I still like, that have kind of helped me in voice acting because I, I, like to do I used to like to do a lot of impressions and I used to watch like Powerpuff Girls and Teen Titans and all that and like even what even like a decade later I was still doing impressions of the voice of Bubbles and Starfire and Raven and all that and yeah doing impressions was kind of how I improved because like at first, I think a lot of voice actors can relate. We kind, a lot of us like start off just trying to mimic other voices, but that's kind of how you start to learn. But from there, you have to learn to create your own voices after just imitating because you can't stick to that forever. So when you were doing that, you know, practicing yourself, oh. did anyone else around you knew what you were doing? Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna guess that. Eventually, you started just, you know, posting things online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like anyone else well. would. But what, anybody <laughs> in, your, in your school, like, did they know, like, oh, snap, you got your own YouTube channel? Or did you brag about <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I had, I had a couple of people who would be like, hey, that's so cool. I saw what you, like, put on YouTube. And, like, my family members would be like, oh, hey, um, she, she, you, did you know my daughter has a YouTube channel? You should watch it, you know? Like, but yeah, but... It, but in school, it never really like in the because back then, like YouTube wasn't really like the cool kid territory, you know, that it is now. Back then, you, YouTube was more like for you know introverts and awkward people. Right. So I, I wasn't really considered cool because I had a YouTube channel. I was kind of just that weird, kind of weird anime fan in my class. Look, you and me both, okay. It wasn't until like after <laughs> after I graduated that's when everyone started saying it's quote unquote cool right to love right anime. now it's cool to like anime it's so not fair I'm like oh now y'all love Dragon Ball Z oh now y'all love Gundam Wing <laughs> and Case Clothes forget you guys exactly it also showed that because I watched some of your your videos on YouTube and you were you I can see at, at your young age how you were able to craft some voices like so well. <laughs> You know, and that, you know, blew my mind with it. So when you got the traction, you know, the responses from people, especially from like strangers, because that, that's the power of the yeah. internet. When did that click in your head that, hey, you know, maybe I can keep trying with this, you know? It's, well, let's see where this goes for at least right now, you know? Oh, my. I think it took a really long time for me to be like, hey, maybe I could actually do this for a living. No, maybe this is actually going somewhere. For the longest time, even maybe just like two or a year ago, I was still like doubting myself about this, especially when I was in college, because I was barely doing any voice acting when I was in college, because I was just like swarmed with everything, and I barely had time with it. And I, Asian, I'm Asian, so I have a family who's like, you gotta go to college, and you gotta get a normal job. So there was this uh, thing in my head, like, okay, so am I going to go to college and get my degree and work a normal job? Or do I kind of want to pursue this, even if I'm not sure that I could, like, get something out of it? What was the, I say, backup plan that you had just in case this wasn't a thing? Like, what did you, what did you think you, you, you thought you could go into besides this? <laughs> um... I studied uh, communication in college, so I always thought that I would work in entertainment in some way, but maybe in backstage instead. Like, maybe I'd be a writer for a TV show or a production assistant or something. I thought that would be my my route. There was a point in my life where I kind of already knew I wanted to be a voice actor. And then pe sometimes people, some, some people would ask me, so like, what's your backup plan if voice acting doesn't work out and I'm like there is no backup plan you just gotta keep working at it you know because how are you gonna succeed if you just you just give up like people think that you know 
the, the stigma of voice acting is that, yeah, you know, you, you're voicing so many characters, you, you know, this, that, and the third, but the only thing that people care about in the end of the day is, like, how much money are you making? Yeah, that's so true. And you say for your family, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the family that you have, you know, they were already telling you, you know, like, what are you going to do with your life? You know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my question then for you is that as you were growing, did how did they feel of you venturing in voice acting, but also, too, in their head, they're still thinking that you, either you, you'll grow out of this and actually mm-hmm. work for another or get a quote-unquote real job, or they're just sitting there like, <laughs> she really thinks she can do this? My dad has always been supportive of me. I'm right. not sure if it was always genuine or he was just trying to be a, a good dad. Maybe at some point it turned super genuine, but it wasn't before. But my mom has always had reservations about me being a voice actor. And she used to say, like, what you already mentioned. She used to say that, well, you're not going to get, are you even going to get rich being a voice actor? Exactly, yeah. Things like that. How'd that make you but, feel? Well, I, I felt horrible. Especially to like um, hear that from your own family. It was it was it was really sad and it was kinda like it it it, it gets you down. But I think I kinda tried to turn that into something that would motivate me. I think I just I just kept going at it. Like I I tried to grab opportunities that I could, like get the next bigger thing than the last thing I did. And yeah, I I think it was only until um, I landed the Maybelline TV TV commercial that my mom actually had a change of heart because all of a sudden she was like, (laughs) all of a sudden she was like posting the video of my commercial on Facebook and she was was. like, oh, that's my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) You know, mama, you know, mama's only going to do that. (laughs) But let's talk about those that, you know. What was the process for you to get some of these big roles for yourself? You know, when mm-hmm. were you able to like audition, you know, or try out for the these these things that really were like the stepping stones for you to prove to yourself that, you know, I can do this? Well, especially like in the Philippine voiceover industry, it's all about building connections. I was very fortunate enough to have um a friend who was more experienced than me and he he helped me like he hooked me up with the Maybelline gig that was from him like I was in class one day in college and I just get an email and I'm like what is this and I'm like holy shit it's, it's a Maybelline <laughs> TV commercial <laughs> how nervous were you but yeah oh I was so scared because <laughs> at the time I wasn't even like going to live directed sessions like with the directors i was really terrified about it and i barely knew anything about voicing for commercials back then because that was my very first and looking back i feel like i could have done it a little better now really is it do you think that that's just you just you know being a perfectionist you know being like like people like it but i i I hear the problem (laughs) Yeah, maybe, probably. Yeah, I guess I can't be a perfectionist, but you know what they say: we are our own like biggest oh, critics. One hundred percent, like every single yeah. day. But mm-hmm. see, right there, like you said, you landed Maybelline, and mm-hmm. I can imagine you know, like that, you know, gave you so much confidence in yourself to be like, huh, mm-hmm. I can, I can do this. I, I can really, yeah. really do this. Mm-hmm. And so, because I didn't think that I could do commercials before that happened. Did you were you only thinking that maybe you could, I I can only voice like cartoon characters and anime characters? Yeah, actually, yeah. I I didn't. It's it's just that I it didn't really cross my mind. I wasn't interested in doing commercials at the time. All I wanted was like, oh, I wanted to be in an anime. I want to be in a cartoon. I want to be in video games. I don't care about commercials. They're boring. That was my <laughs> mindset back then. But you know, it changed. Um. It's good to be, what's the word, versatile, you know, to be able to do different types of voiceover and it's, it'll be easier for you to find success if you know more than just one thing, you know, that you're not just a character voice actor and commercials do pay more. Just to be honest. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, everyone, listen, listen, okay? 
she's giving you some good tips. <laughs> they pay more in the sense that it's because you just come in there and you do like what five lines, and then they pay you this this big amount of money. It's that's how it's um it pays better, but it might not be as much as like a big video game. But when you think about the amount the amount of work you did compared to the money that you got, it was it's definitely better there. And that's amazing because you know seeing that you voice like so many stations, so many commercials, <laughs> I can imagine that that like really just got you amped up for yourself. And so yeah. as you continue to grow and to push on for yourself, because you said that when you, you got to college, you were kind of trying to balance it, you know. So mm-hmm. were you also like still trying to manage your channel? Because I also saw too that you had like two different uh, voiceover channels. I think in college, I basically just, there was a point where I wasn't even like making videos anymore because <laughs> it was just too much. Like I was doing too many things in college and the things I were doing were so stressful that when I did have free time, I didn't want to do anything, but just like lie down and watch a movie or something. There was like, and then I think there was a point where I was wondering if voice acting still made me happy, but Looking back, I think it was just the state of mind that I was in at the time. I was just really stressed out, and I think that was just it. You said that, you know, I just want to touch a touch about about that, you know. So, because college is stress is stressful for for so many people, you know. That's basically all of us trying to find who we are, you know. Yeah. Even when we have an idea about like, okay, this is what I want to do. So many times, you know, we switch, you know, and that's normal. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you know, you just said that you almost gave up on something that you loved. Why did you think that first for that moment? Why were you thinking that, you know, maybe I'm I'm I don't want to do this anymore? I think I think I was just really, really down with about what was going on with with like college stuff. It was very stressful and I think it just put me into kind of a kind of a sad place where I didn't want to like do anything other than just try to relax and find some escape and I'm not really sure what happened back there. I think I just yeah, I think I was just really stressed. You know, sometimes when you're stressed, you you kind of I don't Wait. know if it's just me, but sometimes when I'm when I'm really stressed when I'm really stressed out, even about even about like other things, I it's just oh gosh, I don't know how to explain it because I don't even know what happened back there. But see, the real thing is because when we're in that those dark places, you know, those modes mm-hmm. when we mm-hmm. are our own our own self doubts are clouding our minds and our hearts. Mm-hmm. It's it's always hard to remember, you know, the moment where we find we found that that light again, you know, that shine yeah. that pushes. Yeah. So I ask you, do you remember when you were able to climb out of that hole you were you were in for that for that moment? I am not so sure, but if I had to guess, I think it was when I started joining the Now Voiceless contest. So I, oh. When I joined them, I was in college, so I was doing them while I was in college, and I just thought they were fun. <laughs> See, it's, it's funny that you brought that up because I I did want to talk to you about that actually, Ooh. because because it, it's 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 so how it's so funny how the world works. But first and foremost, I'm talking with Vanessa Velasquez. If you guys are curious or you want to learn more about her, you want to see her work, go on, <laughs> go and follow her on Twitter at Vanel Crescent. That's on Twitter, Vanel Crescent. But here's the thing. I remember mm-hmm. now, uh, what, now voice this. I remember this fully, like 100%. Um, I remember saw this <laughs> on, on Twitter, right? Yeah. And I was seeing, like, so many people try out for it, you know? And it was so mm-hmm. cool, you know, like, and then you're just saying, like, oh, yeah, it's got these in these weird rounds and stuff. And yeah, I tried out one time. I tried out for I think the round one. I got kicked out the joint real quick, you know, with with the right hook. That's all good. It's all fine. <laughs> but it's funny because it's crazy to think about this. I remember you winning. 
Like, I remember it. And Ooh. it's, I know, I know, it's, it's crazy. But <laughs> I want, well, I remember the, like, the moment where they, they announced the winner. I want to now put the mic in your hand for you to tell me <laughs> your experience through the rounds and then finding out when you won. Oh, where do I start? I joined the first and the second one. Mm-hmm. In the first one, I didn't even like, I wasn't sure if I was going to join. I guess I was still in my slump. But I guess somehow I was just like, you know what? Whatever. Let's just, let's just try this. So actually the first, like the audition that I gave for it was an old fandom of like Starfire and Raven that I just cut down to 30 seconds. And I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't do anything new, so if this gets in, I don't lose anything. And if it does, well, there's something I can do now. Got half the work, and, ain't bad. Yeah, because I was, I was just so like intimidated. I think I'm always like intimidated by when there are like big people involved. I was really intimidated by the That's fact like everybody. that everybody. It was know, hosted I... by Chuck, and he's exactly. voice acting in Dragon Ball, and I'm like. <laughs> He's not going to think I'm good. That was even try. what was in my head. But yeah, for some reason I got in and it motivated me. It really did. I was really happy about it. And I tried to, I tried to outdo myself with like every round, though I didn't win that one. <laughs> I only made it as far as the semis there, but it was really fun. And it did like, kind of reignite my love for voice acting and, and, and that's what i mean like you, you never you never know how the world will work with you you know like something mm-hmm. that you just threw out there you'd be like eh, you know why not you know and mm-hmm. look what it did for you you know what i mean like yeah it, it reignited that flame in your heart for yeah. a passion that you love uh-huh it, i feel like a lot of things that i got that i really love in life came from out of uh you know what let's just just whatever let's just try it like i don't know like i always doubt myself and i don't think i've even like learned my lesson because it's happened so many times and i still do it (laughs) and look how you came out the other side you know you just Mm -hmm. trying out for something and look at you you know you you you're now back in the space where you wanted (laughs) to be in the first place you know what i mean yeah, yeah. And look, as you continued on, I mean, you continue to push yourself in other mm-hmm. in, in other fields, and you were able to accomplish more things. But I so, but I also want to know too, because are, are you still in school right now? No, I graduated um, twenty eighteen. Yeah, you graduated in twenty eighteen. It's so crazy again how the world works. Like it's, ama- <laughs> it's amazing how the world works. You graduated 2018, and all of this happened at that year. So 2018 can mean so much to you, honestly. Yeah, it was like the most stressful like year of my life, and also kind of one of the best too. It's weird how that works. So now that you move on from that, what 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 were you doing? Once post graduation, like, did, were you like, all right, I'm gonna just, sit, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna put money in on equipment, and you know what, I'm gonna give my all. If I fail, I'll do something else. <laughs> so, like, what was your mindset after graduation? I think you actually got the part about the new equipment, right? I think that was when I got my new microphone. I think well, it was so after psyched. that year. <laughs> I wish I pushed myself as much that. But I don't think that I did last year. I think I got a little bit distracted because it was also that year when I met my my now fiance. So I kind oh, of like kind of had this rest. distraction. <laughs> Thank you. How does he feel about your your career path? Like for the world that you you, you live in, is he your biggest cheerleader, or or was at first was he like, oh, you do the cartoon thing? <laughs> oh, he he he's he's also like a he's also a geek. Like you know, he also likes anime and video Aww, games and all so that. He's a real one. So okay. he thinks I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome! I love that. <laughs> and for yourself, because you said you live in, in the Philippines. Yep. And I've seen also how 
you you push hard or you believe in representation. Yeah. So I would I would like to know as we transition over for over here for a second. I just wanted to know why does that mean so much for you as a voiceover artist? Uh I think that's super important for me because like I've wanted to be a voice actor since I was like 11, right? So but at, when I was 11, I didn't have a lot of role models that were from my race. I guess Gen, there, there are a lot of Asian voice actors, but at the time, I didn't know a lot of Filipino voice actors. The only Filipino voice actor I knew then was Dante Bosco. That was the it. Man. But now there's, there's others. There's um, Christine Cabanos, and who is in the new Rooster Teeth um, animation with a Filipino character, which is so awesome. I saw that. That was really I also... Yeah, because growing up, I also never saw a Filipino cartoon character. It, it and... means so much. It means so much for people to see themselves on television or on screen for for, yes. for any of that. Yeah, because like, in the Philippines, we don't produce animation, so I've I've never really seen a Filipino cartoon character until like recently when we like produced one Filipino anime. And then they never really followed it up with another one. So I guess it's back to nothing again. <laughs> so, yeah, like all of the kids here, we grow up with with Western cartoons, with American and Canadian cartoons and anime. That's what we see. You know, we don't really see um, people who look like us or have the same culture as us. I guess the closest we could ever um, get to that would be Hispanic characters. But it's not the same, you know, because we're not Hispanic. That's um the weird thing about Filipino. We're technically Asians because we are in Asia. We're in Southeast Asia. But we're very detached from the culture of our neighbors in Southeast Asia. We're not like them. We're Catholic for one. We're the only Catholic nation in Southeast Asia. Our culture is closer to Hispanic people. But we can't really say that we identify with them because we're not Hispanic. So it's mm. kind of a weird spot to be Filipino in a way. Especially like when mm. I see um, casting calls looking for Asian actors. And mostly it's because they want you, they want someone to be able to relate to the culture of the character. But most of the time it's like an East Asian and I'm like, do I count? I'm not East Asian. We don't have the same culture. And I don't, it's just weird, I guess. Because... Nobody really makes Filipino characters either. I've hardly seen it. Maybe just a handful of times. So that kind of puts me in a weird spot. Like, am I really the right person to represent this character then? If I don't really relate to them entirely? Whenever you get those roles or you see or an audition for them, what then makes you like confident enough to be like, you know what, I can do this role the best of my ability even though i may not be the right ethnicity to, for, for said role well it i for me personally it comes down to how um how involved is this character's um background and culture in the story because sometimes it it's kind of just like a passing thing like there are movies like they're kind of like they don't really delve that deep into the character's race but they just um present the characters as you know it's just like on a superficial like value like you're supposed to like ignore their races and they're just presented as they are i think in those cases where it's not really a like a emotional like very um deep delved story into this person's experience as a person of that race i think that would be where i would not audition for character because I don't feel that I represent that because I don't relate to that but if it's one of those that are just like superficial it's not really a big deal that's when I would be okay with it but I would not uh, like I, I made a vow that I would not audition for other um races like I would only audition for Asian characters since I do I am Asian because it's hard um how to explain this because like I am it's, it's Asia, but there's East Asia and there's Southeast Asia. 
And it, it, most of the time when they're looking for Asian characters, Asian actors, they only mean East Asian actors. But I got to find work somewhere. Just, <laughs> so if yeah. I count, I'm uh. just going to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to audition for Hispanic characters or black characters. Cause I'm not that, obviously. But... Can't get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> but... And it's just wrong. Like, let people represent their own race. But I, I want to ask you this, though. You know, because I know some actors, voice actors, you know, the one thing, too, they don't like or, for, you know, some feel that they don't their fear is they don't want to be like stuck in a box. You know what I mean? Mm. Like to be like, yes, I want to represent my culture, my people, but I can do more roles. You know, don't think I have to be this, you know, so I ask you then, do you fear that? The people that uh, that you audition for, they'll only give you certain roles because you know you fit this. But they but but they wouldn't but they won't give you a chance for this bigger role because like no, you're not really for this. Hmm, I definitely see that like happening, and I've um seen some of my colleagues talk about that on Twitter and stuff. But I don't know. I guess personally, I haven't experienced it yet. Maybe I will someday. Maybe I'll be the token Filipina voice actress at some point. <laughs> I don't know. How how do you feel you would handle yourself if you were thrown in that situation? Where I would always be like the Filipino, the go-to Filipino voice actress. Would you be okay with that? Mm, I can't say for sure. I feel like I wouldn't have that much of a problem with it because in the first place, they don't make a lot of Filipino <laughs> characters. So I feel like it's inevitable that I'll I'll find some other work. <laughs> it's like what um Dante Bosco said in a recent interview. He said that if I had to sit and wait around for a Filipino character to show up, I would not have a career. Exactly. Right. No, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> but, you know, those are the ups and downs that every voice actor, you know, deals with or fully thinks about, you know, you know, it's mm -hmm. not easy, but mm -hmm. I feel that as I can believe that you have gone through on your journey is that, you know, these are the things that will come with the territory. But like you said, you know, you also would like to stick to your guns and mm -hmm. do, do, do good for what you believe is right for yourself. And, and if you can, if you can, you know, voice, Filipino characters and do it justice, you would definitely do it. That's something that's beautiful to see. I'm speaking with Vanessa uh, Velasquez, and let me just say, as you you've grown and you moved on from your, from graduation, you also said you know you're an anime fan. You know, and you can't yeah. just tell me you're, you can't just tell me you're an anime fan without just telling me what shows you know top three shows <gasps> that you love watching. Come on, you can't, you, you can't do that to me. Okay, well, I grew up with anime. I've been watching anime since I was, like, maybe five or six. Because they used to, like, show anime in, in Filipino mm. um, on TV. Like, after school, I, I would watch, like, my cousins and stuff. I, so it was, like, me? Flame of Rekka. It was Yu Yu Hakusho. It was yes. Dragon Ball. Of course, the classics, was, of yeah, course. Back then. Yeah, because it was in the early, like, 2000s. So. <laughs> but I, I did grow up with anime until maybe like um the early 2010s but i haven't really been watching anime anymore admittedly oh, except for like heart. some movies like your name and stuff Ooh. <laughs> so i don't really i don't really say that i'm still an anime fan i mean i still like it i would still watch movies once in a while but yeah i don't really follow an anime religiously anymore as much as i did when i was in middle school or high school I'm I mean, still waiting for Detective Conan to end, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. No, come on now. All right, come on. We can't, we can't. We can't just, if the symptoms are still going on, then Detective Conan can go as long as it wants to, even though that He's boy is still a child. He's been a kid for so long. He have already caught up to his old age, like, when the show started, before he shrank. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, you know, I, I, I love that show. And I first saw yeah. that show when it was on Adult Swim. That was my mm -hmm. first time ever watching it. And I was hooked on, like, swimwear. Like, I love that <laughs> show. And I remember I fell off, you know, because it wasn't dubbed anymore. So, but then yeah. I thought, uh, yeah. oh, 
oh snap, it's still going on. Oh, how many episodes is it? Oh, maybe I can catch up. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like One Piece. No, yeah. <laughs> it just keeps yes. going. Mm-hmm. But that's that is so awesome. And the reason though I bring up anime here is because mm-hmm. I recently saw that you mm-hmm. also you voiced an anime show. Yeah, it was actually in, in 2017, I think, because um, I was in a in a TV reality show kind of on our anime channel that doesn't exist anymore. But back then there was a channel um, in the Philippines called Hero TV where they mm-hmm. would air anime that's dubbed in Filipino and they have this like contest reality show thing where um, it was called Dubbing Academy, and they would, like, ask for viewers of their channel to audition, and they will go on the show, and some dubbing directors will train them, and they could possibly be in anime on that channel. So I auditioned for that, and I got into the show, and when the show um, ended, eventually, uh, one of the directors who was on the show with us asked me to audition for his project and it turned out to be this anime Pandora and the Crimson Shell and I ended up being Clarion and another character Amy on that show and it was it was the first thing that I ever did and it was it was so memorable it was so like unbelievable that I used to just watch that channel and then all of a sudden I was there and it was it was crazy See, uh, see, right there, that, that, and that's something I wanted to just fully go on right there. As a young, <laughs> as a young child, you were sitting down on yeah, TV, yeah. run to the, t- on the TV screen and watch your favorite anime show. Yeah. Now, years later, you hear your voice on said channel. It's it's probably mind blowing for you. Yeah, it is. It's so surreal. Like if I if I went back in time and told my 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 old self. Watching that same channel, hey, you're gonna be there someday. She would be like, "Oh my God, are you serious? It's it's so, it's just unbelievable. Like, you dream about these things, but when they happen, it's like you can't believe it. You know, it's it's just wow. Damn. And now let's stay on on this on this train right here of just feeling these motions of. I can't believe that I'm doing this because mm-hmm. I, I said I pr- I put it in the universe and now it's happening because yeah. again you voiced another you, your voice was in another show in an animate mm-hmm. in a animated show Loud House. Yes. Oh, uh, tomorrow, I was we, so we, excited we, to be on that. We got to talk about the process for that because that <laughs> is another stepping stone for you. Definitely. Like, I've always said, I've always wanted to be in, like, the Filipino dub of an American cartoon. I've always wanted that. Like, I wanted that so bad. And I, what, this is the same director who I did the anime with. And when uh-huh. I got that text that he was doing auditions for The Loud House, I was like, oh, my God, this is that show on Nickelodeon. I was so excited. <laughs> and, yeah, I really prepared for it. Like, I watched, like, a couple episodes to try to see who I wanted to play and who I could possibly mimic because when you do dubs they the gist is they look for someone who sounds like the character but in this in a different language so I was trying so hard to mimic the characters and I picked my favorite I wanted the goth girl oh, it was Lucy okay. but when I got to the auditions and I I was asked to um try for three characters um that goth girl Lucy so I was really thrilled I got to try out for her Lisa, the nerdy girl, and Lana, the twin tomboy. But I didn't, I didn't do well on Lucy. I didn't. I, I blew it. I knew I blew it too right after. But stung. I. But the other two characters, somehow I ended up booking both of them. And when did you know? When did when did you fully know that like, you you got it? Like when was the call to say that? All right, congrats. They're yours. Hmm. I don't know how long it was, maybe a week or two. But it was a text message, and I was, I was just ecstatic, and I, I couldn't believe it because I thought I did, I thought I didn't do so good on one of the characters, uh, on Lisa. I thought I didn't do that so good, really? but I, yeah, I was so amazed. Like, what? I got both of them? How? Well, like, 
Yeah, it was it was it was very exciting. Like being on that show is one of the most like memorable experiences of my voice acting career so far. Cause um when we do the Loud House, the dub for it, we all record in like one really big recording studio and we'd all just be taking turns dubbing. Because okay. that's how they do it in that studio. Um, you're probably more familiar with just one voice actor. And then she yeah. just does all of her lines. And then she goes out the next voice actor. But for that studio, we recorded all of our lines together. So that was that was really fun. Like every time we met up, it was like we're actually like bonding, you know, which is great because we were playing sisters in the show. Oh, that's dope. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so now, again, just as you felt watching that anime now over here when you first watched the show and heard your voice mm-hmm. in those characters on loud house how did you feel for the moment the moment it happened for you oh i was like so giddy like i was like squealing in my seat like oh my god that's actually me i mean i'm in the cartoon i'm in the nickelodeon cartoon mom i made it you know all that crap <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I did it. Pack up the house. We're moving up. Mom, look, I'm in a Nickelodeon cartoon. <laughs> you know, I think the crazy thing is, no matter like how many times you do it, when you finally like watch yourself on the show, it gives you the exact same feeling. It calls back to the exact same feeling that you're so like happy. This is so crazy. Oh my god, that's my voice. Right. At least so far for me. Maybe it's because I'm still new, but I ho- I genuinely hope that excitement doesn't die down eventually. I hope I'm always super excited about anything that I do. For what you've accomplished so far in such an early stage of your life, I mean, sky's the limit. You know, ain't none, ain't none stopping <laughs> you but you. <laughs> but, you know, seeing all this right here, what you've accomplished for yourself, and as you said before, you know, you, you look back at your younger self. And you being a fan and just being a normal, a normal, a normal young child, just watching your favorite show. And yeah. now you're just seeing your, you know, basically your magic, but you're seeing yourself now in those shows. And mm-hmm. it really, it really also brings, brings you back to that moment in your life where you almost gave it up, you know? So I can imagine how like that is it's also like for yourself where you are right now is a look back of like, man. Yeah. I, I I made it so far. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially because a lot of the things that I ended up getting were things that I doubted if I should even like try out for it. And it's it's so crazy. What would have happened in my career if I hadn't done this one thing? Because they're kind of all connected to each other. If I hadn't auditioned for that uh, reality contest thing, I wouldn't have gotten the anime. And I wouldn't have met that director who ended up directing me in The Loud House. They're all connected to each other. It's crazy. It's crazy how life works. You know, it's it's the little things. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why whenever I see, like, somebody on Twitter saying that um, they're not sure if they should send in this audition, I I try to reach out and be like, you know, just go for it. You don't have anything to lose anyway. And you have everything to gain. That's 100%. I think everybody has been in that has been in that situation where we're doubting ourselves and we kind of just need a little bit of a push. We just kind of need someone to tell us, "Hey, you're being crazy. Just go for it." The worst the worst thing that happened to you is a no or or no comment. You know, that's mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. you be proud of yourself exactly. to know that I did it and I can look back yeah. and say, "At least I tried." Yeah, exactly. And you never lose anything because if you if you just try you learn something from it so no matter what happens you gain something from that i'm speaking with Danelle velasquez and we've been having a fantastic conversation i mean this has been a very very insightful learn about who she is about the vanelle you know and only and she's been through so much but what she's accomplished so far i can imagine what she has her her sights set on in the future as you were as a child, you know, you had the chance to dream and to fantasize what you want to accomplish in mm-hmm. your life. So now get to do that again. Where do you hope 
to accomplish for you? Like, what are the the the, the glass ceilings you want to break for yourself in the next five years, ten years? Oh, well, I don't think my goals have changed that drastically. I've always said I wanted to make it in the voiceover industry in America. Like, yeah. I want to get there someday. And I want to be in, like, English dubs and anime. And I want to be in video games. I want to be in cartoons yeah. produced by the U.S. that gets you know, really big. And I think it's the same thing. That's still what I want to do. But it's changed a little bit in the way that I'm not in a rush to accomplish them anymore. Because when I was younger, I had this mindset that I wanted to accomplish these things while I'm young. So people will think, oh, so people will always say that, oh, she's so young. How did you do that? I was, so I was kind of in a, I was kind of pushing myself to be in a hurry to accomplish all these things quick while I'm still young. You put pressure on yourself to to rush Mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah, but my goals have changed because, you know, life sometimes throws things at you that you don't expect and changes your plans. And sometimes it's not a bad thing. Like, I'm getting married and that changes my priorities a little bit. I would, I'm not sure yet if I would have a child so soon but i am thinking of um you know being, being family with yeah being, and being like family with my husband i can't i won't be moving to the voiceover studio cities so soon because i have i want to be with my husband first and so my my career is it's not taking a back seat i wouldn't say that but it's it's not it's no longer my, I feel so bad to say that, but it's like it's no longer my number one priority, you know. Yeah. I feel like when people say that, they kind of get this some kind, of, some kind of backlash, especially like these days where people are like pushed to like hustle and, um, and all that. and Grind, grind themselves. Yeah, and... exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to be like that. I used to think I would be married to my career until I'm 30 or something. Mm. But, you know, interesting things happen. Life does things that you don't expect and it, it changes your priorities a little bit. But, you know, I still have the same dreams. It's just, I have other dreams now along with that dream. Do you... Do you ever feel that you would have to sacrifice some things? You know how people say that to get where you want to get, there are some things you would sacrifice. So, like, hypothetically, you know, I'm saying, you know, God God bless, you have, a, you know, your family, your children, but there'll be days you might miss a birthday, you might miss a concert because you have that big audition that you need to accomplish for for a big time role. Mm-hmm. Would you do that? Oh, wow. I'm not so sure. I don't think I'm in the mindset of a mother yet. So right now I'm like, yeah, maybe I could miss it just this once. It's a big audition, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It could change because I'm, I'm not yet a mother. I don't have a child yet. I'm. I feel like it's different when it's actually like, happening when you actually do have a child and you see them and they're like your little ball of sunshine and you want to give them the whole world and you do anything for them so i think it's too early to say but But it's also too you know it's not bad for what you just for what you said you know how (laughs) while life throws us curveballs it doesn't mean that we're going to strike out you know exactly yeah you found someone in your life who is you know lifting you up and brought an extra boost on your journey mm-hmm. and you're so proud to have him with you it's a it's ain't nothing wrong with saying you know like i love my career i love what i'm doing but you know this right here is my heart and my soul right now you know what i mean yeah. doesn't mean i'm gonna stop doing what i gotta do but mm-hmm. you can't take this one the, the, the new number one is my heart <laughs> and that's good yeah. you know that, that that's amazing you know and 
now, you know, we've had a good talk with this. And before I let you go, before we part ways, you know, I'll stay here in America. You do what you got to do in the Philippines. <laughs> but before we go, what I love to do with my guests is this is what we call the, the shout out time. The appreciation when we give love and respect to people who have been with us since the beginning or who have picked us up when we couldn't walk no no further. So mm-hmm. the floor is yours. Whoever you want to thank and show love to, the floor is yours. Go on ahead. Oh, jeez. I, I want to thank everybody who believed in me in times where I didn't. The people who had to like tell me to just do the thing that I was so afraid of doing. Family, friends, my my dad, my mom, even my brother, you know, I hate him sometimes. And my fiance, who's always with me no matter what happens. And some really good friends in the voiceover community. People like um, Dave Zoltora, who's the one who got me my first commercial gig. And has genuinely have been like so helpful to not only me and people in the Filipino community. Um, Francine, Padilla, who also helped me and my friends with our thesis in college. And my friends Diane, Patricia, and AJ, who have always been supportive of me. And the directors that I've worked with, my mentors who have who have always believed in me and pushed me to um work harder as an actor Derek model and Derek Alex who really like the two people who I always get my projects from (laughs) (laughs) and everyone else who who thinks I'm cool even if I think I'm awkward and just a potato, <laughs> potato. I did I surprise myself sometimes with the amount of support that I get in things like I didn't realize that there were I don't really realize that there are that many people who believe in me that's like a common occurrence in my life I always feel like I'm not that great no one thinks I'm great and then these people are just gonna come out of nowhere and be like nonsense <laughs> And I'm getting awkward again. <laughs> There's nothing to worry about that. You know, that is beautiful. You know, these people <laughs> believe in you and they all look at you the way how they feel about you. They know that you are the top dog and they wish nothing but the best. And they know that you're going to keep moving on and growing and become the person that they always believed you could, that you would be. Mm-hmm. And that. It's 100% real. My name is Ronald E. Smith. This right here is Vanel Velasquez. And y'all, I think we just got real. Thank you very much. Like, share, and subscribe. And I'll see you again.